0: Welcome to Bible Near You, a Bible study program that seeks to shed some light on the Bible and aims to drive the shade of ignorance from the mind of the people across the world. The program comes to you every Wednesday at BibleNearYou.co.za at 1600 South African Standard Time. We are also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, and other podcasting platforms. We encourage you to follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Bible Near You. If you have any questions concerning the content of our show, you can email us at question at bible near You.co.za. Now we join our host and teacher, Jostry. This is another day that the Lord has afforded us, and uh, we should do our best to rejoice and be glad in it. We look into the Word of God. We're looking at the book of Esther today, and it is our 18th session of Bible Near You podcast. My dear friends, let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise this day that you've given us a chance to study your word once more. And we thank you for the days that you've given us, the past 17 days that we have been studying your word, looking into various books of the Bible. Now, Lord, we come to look at the book of ne- of uh, of Esther. We are hoping, our Father, that we will learn much from it as well, and You will help us to grow and to be to know what to do in these days. We ask all these things, Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, friends, we've uh, come to the book of Esther. It is exciting to know that we are on the 18th session. There are 67 sessions altogether, but we are in number 18, and slowly but surely, we are getting there, and we are in the month of March now, uh, March 2021, and uh, our program will will come to an end uh, on February uh, 16th, 2022, Lord willing but not the podcast. The podcast will continue. We will begin season two after that, and we will carry on forward looking at an in-depth exposition of various passages of scripture. Also, if you have any questions, please uh, drop your questions at our email, question at BibleNearYou.co.za. As soon as you send those questions forward, then we will have an extra, a bonus session, which is called a question and answer session for Baba Nia. And that will be a separate podcast from, but it will be on the same feed. So same uh, separate podcast from our Thursday session, but it will be on an, another day of the week where we will be doing questions and answering specific questions for you. So if you have those questions, uh, put them through to question bible near you or else you can drop those questions at our whatsapp group the link is on the show notes now my dear friends let's um, look at the book of esther esther the book of esther is named after i believe one of the main characters in the book of esther which is esther uh, those who don't know who esther was um you will know from this book today who was esther uh, the book of Esther is one of the books that many people, especially women, they they read the book of Esther. And even you hear most sermons on the book of Esther on the South African Women's Day. And uh, I think on Mother's Day, they also take upon Esther. And also, I think, International Women's Day, which is somewhere around uh, March. So you hear a lot of uh, buzz about these women. Ruth also is one of the main characters that when people want to talk about women they quote them so a number of people don't know what's really going on there Um, has nothing to do with women power but it has a lot to do with god working uh, using a woman and also there was a man involved there whose name was mordecai so the book of esther is named after esther a jewish orphan who was raised by her cousin, uh, Mordecai, was uh, Esther's cousin. So, we don't know who wrote this book, sadly. We really don't know who wrote this book. Well, some may say Mordecai, some may name other person, but we really don't know who wrote the book of Esther. There is no indication here in the book of Esther who wrote it. So, let us look then, from the very first chapter, what we find So it gives us a a date. It gives us a date when uh, these events took place. Not the date of its writing, but the events it is covering. So it says, Now it came to pass in the days of Ahasuerus. This is Ahasuerus, which reigned from India even unto Ethiopia over 107 and 20 provinces that in those days when the when the king ahhasuerus sat on the throne of his kingdom which was in shushan the palace in the 3rd year of his reign he made a feast unto all his princes and his servants the power of persia and media the nobles and princes of the provinces being before him so we are told about the the date that the events that we see here begin on the third year of the reign of Ahasuerus but his other name is Zexis the first that is another name he's the king of Pesia he's Zexis the first but in Hebrew they call him Ahasuerus and uh, also in the Persian tongues he's a Oh, difficult word to pronounce Uh, so that is his name so we know now that this happens in the days of Zexis in the third year of Zexus and he's got this party so what uh, this chapter is showing us is that there was so much deba- uh, debauchery in this fist um so he got this first and then uh while well, the king was very happy and drunk and then he wants to parade his wife and show off his beautiful wife queen Vashti to his um princes and his guests in the fist And so it happened that Vashti actually declined. And when Vashti declined, um, this was an embarrassment to the king. It was an embarrassment to the king. And so it was a terrible deed to such an extent that the wise men, uh, they advised the king to discipline Vashti so that every woman will not follow her example that they start disrespecting their husband because when Vashti refused to come, when the king summoned him, sorry, summoned her, that was a sign of disrespect, but also the king was drunk, which was absolute madness that he would do such a thing that he will call upon her, I mean, his wife and start showing her off to the princes. I mean, for what good reason? What reason whatsoever that you do such a thing to let your wife uh, parade herself in front of all your guests? That's not not good. That's not good. Please, um, you guys who are married, don't do such a thing. Protect your wives. Keep them safe. Don't let other men look at them and covet them. So she was beautiful. So the woman refused. And so uh, that was too bad. But in, in a way, even though the book of Esther does not have the name of God in it, there's no, word, there's no word God in the book of Esther. Go and read it. Read it over and over again. That The word God, Elohim, does not exist here in this book. And the word Yahweh, or some say Jehovah, does not exist in the book of Esther. Surprisingly, it's in the Bible, but it, it says nothing about God. It says nothing about Jehovah but it talks about the people of God, the Jews. And we can see as we read this book that God was at hand, even though the book does not mention the name of God. But we can see the workings of God, His uh, his uh, opportunities that He presents to preserve the Jewish nation. So as we look here, this is the advice, the, the wise man. It says here, Let's just look at, uh, sorry, um, let's just look at from verse 10. It says, on the seventh day when the heart of the king was merry with wine, that means he was drunk, he commanded Mehuman, Biztha, Habona, Biktha, and Abaktha, Zetha, and Kakas, the seven chamberlains that served in the presence of Ahasoras Ahas- 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 the king, why do these people have to have difficult names? To bring Vashti, the queen, before the king with the crown royal to show the people and the princes her beauty, for she was fair to look on. But the queen, Vashti, refused to come at the king's command by his chamberlains. Therefore, was the king very wroth, and his anger burnt in him. Then a king said to the wise man, which knew the times, for so was the king's manner towards all that knew law and judgment. And the next unto him was Kashena, Shetha, Admatha, Tashish, Meres, Masena, Memukan, the seven princes of Persia and Media, which saw the king's face and which sat, at the, uh, sat uh, the first in the kingdom. What shall we do unto the queen Vashti according to the law? Because she had not performed the commandment of the king Ahasuerus by the chamberlains. And Memucan answered before the king and the princes, Vashti the queen hath not done wrong to the king only, but also to all the princes and to all the people that are in all the provinces of the king, uh, of the king Ahasuerus. For this deed of the queen shall come abroad unto all women so that they shall despise their husbands in their eyes when it shall be reported. The king Ahasuerus commanded to the queen to be brought in before him, but she came not. Likewise shall the ladies of Persia and Media say this day unto all the king's princes which have heard of the deed of the queen. Thus shall there arise too much contempt and wrath. If it please the king, let there go a royal commandment from him, and let it be written among the laws of the Persians and the Medes, that it be not altered, that Vashi come no more before King Ahasuerus, and let the king give her royal, give her royal estate unto another that is better than she. And when the king's decree which he shall make shall be published throughout all his empire, for it is great. All the wives shall give to their husbands honor, both to great and small. And the saying pleased the king and the princes, and the king did according to the word of Memucan, For he sent letters unto all the king's provinces, and to every province, according to the writing thereof, and to every people, after their language, that every man should bear rule in his own house, and that it should be, published according to the language of every people so here it is an opportunity now is opening queen vashti had refused the commandment of her husband the king and this costed her her royal estate and so now a lady was going to be sought for the king so that he she sorry so that she would replace queen vashti And so it happens in chapter 2. We learn of how Esther replaces Vashti. We learn of how Esther... So while all the maidens that were uh, found, uh, they came and they presented themselves to the king, but Esther uh, won the heart of the king, and so she became queen. So you can read all of that in chapter 2. I'm not going to read everything that happens here. So, But in chapter 19... There's Mordecai. But first, maybe I should touch on some of the things in chapter 2. Uh, just so we know wh- what's going on. In-, in verse 5 of chapter 2, it says, Now in Shushan, the palace, there was a certain Jew whose name was Mordecai, the son of Jair, the son of Shimei, the son of Kish, a Benjamite, who had been carried away from Jerusalem with the captivity which had been carried away with Jeconiah king of Judah whom Nebuchadnezzar the king of Babylon had carried away and he brought up Hadassah that is Esther his uncle's daughter that she had neither father or mother and the maid was fair and beautiful whom Mordecai when her father and mother was dead took care for his own daughter so we learn here that the relationship between esther and mordecai mordecai raised esther and esther is the daughter of mordecai's uncle which means esther is mordecai's cousin so but uh, mordecai raised her as her as his own daughter so now we we learn that um esther then was taken and uh, she pleased the king and all that. And, um, and uh, also in chapter 19, some very powerful piece of information is given about Mordecai. It says, and when the virgins were gathered together the second time, then Mordecai sat in the king's gate. Esther had not yet showed her kindred nor her, peop- her people as Mordecai had charged her. For Esther did, uh, did the commandment of Mordecai like as when she was brought up with him. In the days while Mordecai sat in the king's gate, two of the king's chamberlain, Bekthan and Teresh, of those which kept the door, were wroth and sought to lay hand on the king Ahasuerus. And And the thing was known to Mordecai, who told it unto Esther the queen, and Esther certified the king thereof in Mordecai's name and when inquisition was made in the matter it was found out therefore they were both hanged in on on a tree and it was written in the book of chronicles before the king so there's a big thing here so first of all esther is not known that is related to that she's related to mordecai it's not known mordecai did command esther not to reveal her identity and also mordecai is at the king's gate now being at the king's gate that doesn't mean he was sitting as a beggar there no and also being at the king's gate is a it's a place it's like a court it's it's where the laws uh, are executed for example if there are cases being brought in and judgment has to be done it's done at the king's gate so we use courts here but they used the king's gate. So there's a difference. There's, there's so, so many people coming up with some kind of revelations that, you know, the gate, the gate, the gate, it's, it's outside, the gate is uncomfortable, the gate. They come uh, telling us that, you know, we must not stay at the gate, we must move in into the court and all that. But no, 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 the gate where Mordecai was sitting, he was doing some kind of a job at the king's gate was working at the king's gate, maybe an administrator or may, whatever, but he was doing something there. And then somehow he had this conspiracy of these two men who wanted to, king, to, to wanted to kill the king because they were unhappy uh, of some, something maybe the king had done. And so um, Mordecai told Esther and Esther uh, certified that thing and actually did say that Mordecai brought it uh, to attention and it was written in the book of Chronicles. And then in chapter three, now we hear of the enemy. There's an enemy of the Jews. That's, his name is Haman. So we introduce to Haman in chapter three. It says uh, verse one: After these things did King Ahasuerus promote Haman the son of Hammedatha the, Agath- the Agagite, and uh, advanced him and set his seat above all the princes. That were with him. And all the king's servants that were in the king's gate bowed and reverence Haman, for the king had so commanded concerning him, but Mordecai bowed not, nor did him reverence. That is uh, this is where the prob- problem begins. Is that when king promoted Haman, Mordecai did not bow when people bow. So Haman wanted to be honored. But there was just this one thorn in the flesh, a guy that provoked him, that he didn't bow, and he hated him. (laughs) So, in verse 3 it says, Then the king's servants, which were in the king's gate, said said unto Mordecai, Why transgressed thou the king's command? Now it came to pass, when they spake daily unto him, he hearkened not unto them, that they told Haman to see whether Mordecai's matter would stand. For he had told them that he was a Jew. And when Haman saw that Mordecai bowed not, nor did him reverence, then was Haman full of wrath. And he thought scorn to lay hands on Mordecai alone, for they had showed him the people of Mordecai. Wherefore, Haman sought to destroy all the Jews that were throughout the whole kingdom of Ahasuerus, even the people of Mordecai. So this is where the problem begins that now Haman is plotting to kill all the people of Mordecai. So this is how he was going to kill Mordecai. He was going to kill the Jews, So and Mordecai was going to be killed as well. So, let's just read the whole of chapter 3. In the first month, verse 7 now, in the first month, that is the month of Nisan. So, take note of that. First month, the month of Nisan. In the twentieth year of king Ahasuerus, they cast Pur, that is, the Lord, before Haman from day to day and from month to month to the twelfth month, that is, in the month of Adar. And Haman said unto king Ahasuerus, There is a certain people scattered abroad and dispersed among the people in all the provinces of thy kingdom and their laws are diverse from all people neither keep they the king's laws therefore it is not for the king's profit to suffer them if it please the king let it be written that they may be destroyed and i will pay ten thousand talents of silver to the hands of those that have the charge of the business to bring it into the king's treasuries and the king took his rings his ring from his hand and gave it unto Haman, the son of Hamedatha, the Agagite, and, uh, sorry, the Jews' enemies. Let me read verse 10 again. And the king took his ring from his hand and gave it unto Haman, the son of Hamedatha, the Agagite, the Jews' enemy. And the king said unto Haman, The silver is given to thee, the people also, to do with them as it seemeth good in thee then were the king's scribes called on the 13th day of the first month, that's the month of Nisan, and there was written according to all that Haman had commanded unto the king's lieutenants and to the governors that were over every province and to the rulers of every people of every province according to the writing thereof and to every people after their language in the say sorry in the name of king ahasuerus was it written and sealed with a king's ring and the letters were sent by post unto all the king's provinces to destroy to kill and to cause to perish all jews both young and old little children and women in one day even upon the 13th day of the 12th month which is the month of Adda, and to take the spoil of them for a prey. The copy of the writing for a commandment to be given in every province was published unto all people, that they should be ready against that day. The post went out being hastened by the king's commandment, and the decree was given in Shushan the palace, and the king and Haman sat down to drink But the city Shushan was perplexed. So that's what's happening here. A Decree has been given out in the name of the king by Haman to kill all the Jews. So Mordecai now was going to uh, work out a plan also to try and save the Jews. So Esther is in there like a Trojan horse. So now she has to try and convince the king to save the Jews, so when um, it says here in, in chapter 4 when Mordecai perceived all that was done, Mordecai rent his cloth and put on set cloth with ashes and went out into the midst of the city and cried with a loud and bitter cry and came even before the king's gate for none might enter into the king's gate clothed with sackcloth and in every province whithersoever the king's commandment and his decree came there was a great mourning among the jews and fasting and weeping and wailing and many lay in sackcloth and ashes so esther's maids and her chamberlains came and told it her that was then was the king exceedingly grieved and she sent raiment to clothe mordecai and to take away his sackcloth from him but he received it not, then called Esther for Hatak, one of king's chamberlain, whom he had appointed to attend upon her, and gave him a commandment to Mordecai to know what it was and why it was. So Hatak went forth to Mordecai and to the streets of the city, which was before the king's palace, and Mordecai told all that had happened unto him, and of the sum of the money that Haman had promised to pay to the king's treasuries for the Jews to destroy them. Also, he gave him the copy of the writing of the decree that was given at Shushan to destroy them, to show it unto Esther and to declare it unto her and to charge her that she should go in unto the king to make supplication unto him and to make requests before him for her people. And Hatta came and told Esther the words of Mordecai. Again Esther spake unto Hatak and gave him commandment unto, uh, and gave him commandment unto Mordecai. All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces do know that whosoever whether man or woman shall come unto the king unto, shall come unto the king into the inner court who is not called. there is one law of his to put him to death except such to whom the king shall hold out the golden scepter, that he may leave. But I have not been called to come into the king these thirty days. And they told to Mordecai Esther's words. Then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther, Think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed, and who knoweth whether thou art come into the kingdom for such a time as this. Then Esther bade them return Mordecai this answer. Go gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan, and fast ye for me neither eat nor drink three days, night or day, I also and my maidens will fast likewise. And so will I go in unto the king, which is not according to the law, and if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went his way and did according to all that Esther has commanded him. Now here is the thing here, as we have read, we've heard it all, that at this time the Jews uh in trouble and mordecai fast and mordecai fast he comes into the king's gate and that's not allowed nobody is allowed to come into the king's gate wearing sackcloth but mordecai came there and it was told to esther esther does not know that there's a plot against the jews she doesn't know that so mordecai sits there and when they tell esther esther prepares the the sackcloth and uh, sorry prepares the clothes prepared the clothes for Mordecai but Mordecai refused to take them and so Esther then sent a question go and ask Mordecai why is this happening uh, why is he doing this and what has happened so Mordecai tells this uh, servant Hatak everything that has happened and then um, and then Mordecai asks if Esther could go to the king and plead for her people but Esther does explain her predicament that she's not been called because there's a law uh, of the king that nobody comes to the king in the inner court except they are summoned by the king and if they come unsummoned they risk their lives they would die whether they are men or women they would die the king will kill them except on the occasion where the king will extend his scepter to that person so that they may live so Mordecai says hey Esther." don't you think just because you are in the palace you are safe you could be destroyed you also and your father's house maybe you are brought into the kingdom for such a time as this says maybe you are in the kingdom maybe you became queen for the occasion to save the jews and so esther then says to to send sends sends a message to mordecai and says okay gather all the jews pray for me fast for three days do not eat pray for me and i and my maidens will do likewise and i will go in before the king if i die i die and so it happens then that um, esther uh comes in um it comes in before the king says now it came to pass on the third day that esther put on a royal apparel and stood in the inner court of the king's house over against the king's house and the king sat upon his royal throne in the royal house over against the gate of the house and it was so when the king saw esther the queen standing in the court That she obtained favor in his eyes, and the king held out unto Esther the golden scepter that was in his hand. So Esther drew near and touched the top of the scepter. Then said the king unto her, What wilt thou, Queen Esther? It, It means, what do you want, Queen Esther? What do you want? What is thy request? And it shall be given unto thee to half of the kingdom. And Esther answered, if it seems good unto the king, let the king and Haman come this day unto the banquet that I have prepared for him. So Esther is now making a plan. So now he's coming and he's going to feed the king. And Haman, the enemy of the Jews, also is invited. And uh, Haman, Haman was—he had the problem of self-importance. The man had that issue. This is why he wanted to kill the Jews in the first place, because while everybody held him in high esteem, there's just this one Jew who does not want to respect him. So he felt that he must kill all the Jews. Now, being invited by the queen, he doesn't know that the queen is a Jew. She doesn't, Haman doesn't know that because remember, Mordecai did command Esther to hide her identity, to hide her people. She must not tell the king or anybody else that she's Jewish. So she became queen and nobody knows from what tribe is she from. So Haman was so thrilled. Look at verse nine of chapter five. Then when Haman, then went Haman forth that day joyful and with a glad heart But when Haman saw Mordecai in the king's gate, that he stood not up, no move for him, he was full of indignation against Mordecai. Nevertheless, Haman refrained himself, and when he had come home, he sent and called for his friends and Zeresh, his wife. And Haman told them of the glory of his riches and the multitude of his children and all the things wherein the king had promoted and how he had advanced him above the princes and servants of the king. Haman said moreover, yeah, Esther the queen did let no man come in with the king into the banquet. But she had prepared but myself. And, and tomorrow am I invited into unto her also with the king. Can you imagine how thrilled he was that nobody else was invited to the banquet. This is a banquet where the king... The queen and Haman are going to be sitting and eating. This is so important. He is hes invited to be the main guest with the king and the queen. Nobody else. This was very, very pleasing in the sight of Haman. So he went and told his family and his friends about this great thing. But then there was Mordecai. Man, he's ruining his day, but he's not going to let uh, let it be. So he was very happy. Then in chapter six, well, <laughs> something terrible happened. Something terrible happened to Mordecai. Mordecai, oh my word! <laughs> Listen here. On that night, the king could not sleep. Now, that's that's the thing here. The king could not sleep, so then he brings. He commanded that they bring to him the book of records and the chronicles uh, of the chronicles, and 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 then they were read before the king. So it was found out that Mordecai had told of Bithana and Teresh, two of the king's chamberlain, the keepers of the door, who sought to lay hand on King Ahasuerus. And the king said, what honor and dignity had been done to Mordecai for this? Then said the king's servants and uh, and that ministers unto him, there is nothing done for him. Then the king said, who in the court, who is in the court? Now Haman was come unto the outward court of the king's house to speak unto the king to hang Mordecai on the gallows that he had prepared for him. Can you imagine that now Haman is plotting to kill Mordecai. This is the day he was going to kill Mordecai. This was the day. This was it. This was it. Because He didn't bow to him. As you can see in chapter 5, verse 14 says, Then said Zeresh his wife and all the friends unto him, Let a gallow be made of fifty cubits high, and, and tomorrow speak thou unto the king, that Mordecai may be charged thereon. Then thou in merrily with the king unto uh then sorry then go thou in maryland to the king unto the banquet and the key ki- and the thing please haman and he caused the Carlos to be made so he made the Carlos now he's rushing in to tell the king to kill mordecai to charge and kill mordecai so i'm suppose i suppose that he had made a plot some kind of a, a story that he was going to tell the king that was going to definitely comp- uh, conf- uh, confirm this to the king or uh convince the stupid king to I mean he was a stupid king uh, because he believed everything that haman was was saying so he was going to convince the king to kill mordecai but then he didn't know that god was at work the god of the jews was at work the king couldn't sleep for some reason i mean out of every book the king could call for he asked for the book of records and in a book of records it's discovered that there were people who wanted to kill the king but then mordecai told on them and those people were hanged and the king then asked was there anything that was done was there any reward given to mordecai And so as Haman is coming, he's so pleased with his little plan. Since he's the main guest in the feast that is prepared by Esther, he's going to attend with the queen. He's going to kill Mordecai and then he's going to go and enjoy the feast, the banquet with the king, knowing that his prime enemy is dead and he's honored by the queen to be with the king. And they are eating together on the same table. Wow. So he comes excited. <laughs> now here, what's happened? What, what happened? So as the king is asking who is at the, the, the at court? There's Haman is at a court. So verse five, and the king's servant said, Behold, Haman standeth in the court, and the king said, Let him come in. So Haman came in, and the king said unto him, What shall be done unto the man whom the king delighted to honor? What shall be done to the man whom the king wants to honor? Now Haman thought in his heart, To whom? Would the king delight to honor more than to myself? I mean, the guy, he was so delusional. And as I said, he's full of self-importance. So he thought the king was talking about him when he said, what, what sort of thing should be done to the king, to, to the person a king wants to honor. So he thought that the king wanted to honor him. So he, this is what he responded. That's what he said. So Haman came, sorry, uh, sorry, where is this? Uh, seven. And Haman answered the king, for the men whom the king delighted to honor, let the royal apparel, apparel be brought, which the king used to wear. Can you hear how, how, how this guy is like? He wants to wear the, the, the gown of the king, the apparel of the king, the royal apparel. He says, let the royal apparel be brought which the king used to wear and the horse that the king rides upon and the crown royal which is set upon his head. Can you believe it? He wants the crown of the king too. This guy was, if you think of it, in his heart, he was full of treason. He wanted to replace the king. Unfortunately, all the things he's saying are not for him. Sadly, it's not for him. He thought he was going to be wearing the king's uh, robe riding the king's horse and wearing the king's crown listen he goes and says now verse 9 and let his apparel and horse be delivered unto the hand of one king's most noble princes that they may array the man withal, whom the king delighted to honor and bring him on horseback through the streets of the city and proclaim before him thus shall be It be done to the man whom the king delighted to honor. Then the king said to Haman, Make haste and take the apparel and the horse, as thou hast said, and do even to Mordecai, (laughs) oh my word, and do even to Mordecai the Jew that sitteth at the king's gate, let nothing fail of all that thou hast spoken. Then took Haman the apparel and the horse arrayed Mordecai and brought him on the horse through the street of the city and proclaimed before him, "Thus shall it be done unto the man whom the king delighted to honor. And Mordecai came again into the king's gate, but Haman hasted to his house, mourning and having his head covered. And Haman told his wife and all his friends everything that had befallen him. Then said his wise man and his wife unto him, if Mordecai be of the seed of the Jews before whom thou hast begun to fall, thou shalt not prevail against him they shall surely bef- uh, that shall surely fall before him. And whilst they were yet taking talking with him came the king's chamberlain and Hester to bring Haman into the banquet that Esther had prepared. And this is where the dice really rolled for um, against against Haman because this is when he was going to die because this is when his plot against the Jews is going to be revealed so in verse seven, in chapter 7 we learn that uh, Esther is throwing another banquet and uh, her request and uh, her request and then the hang of, of Haman listen to this so the king and Haman came to the banquet with Esther the queen and the king said unto said again unto Esther on the second day at the banquet of wine, What is thy petition, Queen Esther, and it shall be granted thee? And what is thy request, and it shall be performed even to the half of the kingdom? Then Esther the queen answered and said, If I have found favor in thy side, O king, and if it please the king, let my life be given at my petition and my people at my request. For we are sold, I and my people, to be destroyed, to be slain, and to perish. But if we had been sold for bondmen and bondwomen, I had held my tongue, although the enemy could not countervail the king's damage. Then the king Ahasuerus answered and said unto Esther the queen, Who is he, and where is he that does presume in his heart to do so? And Esther said, the adversary and the enemy is this wicked Haman. Then Haman was afraid before the king and queen. And the king, arising from the banquet of wine in his wrath, went into the palace garden. And Haman stood up to make request for his life to Esther, the queen, for he saw that there was evil determined against him by the king. Then the king returned out of the palace garden unto the place of the banquet of wine and Haman was fallen upon the bed whereon Esther was then said the king will he force the queen also before me in the house as the word went out of the king's mouth they covered Haman's face and Habona one of the chamberlains, said before the king behold also the gallows 50 cubits high which Haman had made for Mordecai who had spoken good of the king standing in the house of Haman then the king said hang him thereon so they hanged Haman on the gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai then was the king's rod pacified so we we learn that Mordecai sorry uh, Haman had died and it was hung on um, Mordecai's gallows or the gallows which he had prepared to kill mordecai on so he died on them and so the jews were delivered so in chapter 8 to chapter 10 we see the deliverance of the jews we see a decree that is issued again sealed with the king's ring um, to go and command that jews should not be killed would not be killed no one will fall upon the jews and also the people were very afraid of the jewish people So this is what we see here, God working. Because if you look at this, there's too much coincidence. There's too much coincidence in this book. Because if Esther was not promoted queen, I think it would have been very, very uh, difficult for Jews to be saved. Maybe God would have devised another plan. But it seems like Esther was promoted to be queen for this occasion to save the Jews. And also Mordecai was saved. His life was saved when he Overheard people talking against the king and it was written in the book of records and also it was God's working because I mean it looks more like Coincidence after coincidence. So it looks like God was working Uh, in saving Mordecai's life, when the king couldn't sleep and he asked for the book of records. I mean, you could have asked for a novel, could have asked for some guys to come and play some music for him, but he asked for the book of records and he discovered that somebody saved his life and he honored Mordecai. Um, And so Mordecai was promoted in the place of Haman. This is amazing. So I, I think in the book of Esther, even though a lot of people like to exalt Esther so much for doing this and that. But I think the guy that was working at, at, at hand, um, I mean in the, in the background more, was Mordecai. And moreover, God was working. So if there's anybody should be honored for the salvation of the Jew is neither Esther nor Mordecai. But God himself should receive all the glory. As we can see, God uses unlikely ways to save his people, including death. The death of his son on the cross saved the people, saved us, sinners. God sent his son Jesus when his enemies thought that they will put an end of Jesus, but they didn't know that their death that they were Uh, Bringing upon the Son of God on the cross of Calvary was the means of fulfilling every promise and every prophecy that God had issued in the Old Testament. And God raised the the Son Jesus Christ, and so the salvation was opened up not only for the Jews but for the Greeks and for all the Gentiles uh, equally. So we see uh, God's working. Uh, in the mystery where people don't see that God is working but God is working when things look dark when things are not going well when it seems like it's uh, it's the end of the road where it seems like there's no more light God is still at work and we will see as the light comes out that God was in it all along and God was there to save so the Jews where the flame of the Jews were about to be extinguished by uh the command of the king that haman had tricked the king to give out but we see also god saving the jews uh using esther and mordecai and his whole commotion and uh there were and mordecai was promoted also the jews uh, found their liberty so my dear friends uh, this is the book of esther i encourage you to go and read it's a very very good read uh, go and read the book of esther next week we're looking at the book of job so, my dear friends, I just want to say thank you very much for joining me on this 18th episode of Bible Near You. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and Telegram, too. Our handle is Bible Near You, at Bible Near You. So, my dear friends, if you want all these links to Facebook, to Instagram, to Twitter, to Telegram, to WhatsApp, the link is on the show notes. My name is Lumissa and Josh You have a super fantastic week. Goodbye.